Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening everybody, welcome to Go Rangers Radio, broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby! Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD, what's your temperature like, baby? <laughs> good, man, good. It's uh, good to be back. Glad we are back after a little uh, hiatus, a little coronavirus hiatus. And uh, it's good to be talking to you, my friend. I miss you, buddy. I miss you, man. <laughs> everybody okay over there at the DeLore house? Yeah, you guys okay? I'm going to be honest, Paulie, it's exactly the same as from the last time we had our show. Whenever, what was that, a month ago? <laughs> so, <laughs> nothing really changing over here. Pretty Movies, much. games, <laughs> social distancing, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, uh, yeah, I, I honestly didn't think uh, me and you were going to be talking for a long time. And, uh, you know, the NHL comes out there yesterday, and there was rumors about this. And, and it's still a long ways out as far as they actually get this thing going. I mean, if you, if you read... Uh, ESPN's column today with Donald Fear from the uh, Players Union. <laughs> He's still not totally convinced this is really going to happen. But uh, anyway, a uh, little excitement there yesterday, the tournament. Maybe we'll get some hockey in the summertime. Uh, wh- wh- what was your uh, feeling there when the uh, announcement uh, was made yesterday? Well, yeah, well, well, first of all, I want to apologize to everybody for the show shutting down. Paulie did want to keep going. I will have to say that. And, and it was me. I was the one who, Paulie said, what do you think? What should we be doing? And uh, I definitely said we should we should put it on the shelf for a little while. And, you know, I, I did enjoy the shows that we were doing, Paulie, um, during the sort of, you know, uh, hold off with, with the league, the sort of stoppage. I, I enjoyed the, the stories of us going to the road trips and us being in the same place at the same time and our hockey background, which is fun. But I don't know. I, I, I feel like it would be such a stretch to have like kept going. And, and I sort of joked on Twitter saying like, you know, I'd rather not do a show about my top 10 Ranger defenseman from 1982, because I thought it would get to that point where it was just, we were sort of grasping at straws. So um, just wanted to give everybody sort of a little background and why we sort of shut down for a, a month or so. Is that long? How long has it been? Like a month? Probably like a month. Um, so, yeah, you know, no. but, <laughs> but to go to, to answer your actual question, I know, um, I, I, know I know, I have my sources that you went and auditioned for other podcasts. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I went to see if I could get on call her daddy. So, you know, I saw there was a whole big <laughs> thing going on with call her daddy. So I tried to get on there um, with Alex. But uh, <laughs> Dave Portnoy sort of shot, uh, shot me down. So uh, I'm back with you, Paulie. So back together again. I was definitely shopping myself. But um, in any event, 
But uh, yeah, I mean, look, exciting news. It's uh, something, you know, we all, I mean, at least for myself, needed. I, you're sort of seeing a little bit of it come back. We had NASCAR come back and they had the, the, a couple of golf events, the, the uh, Mickelson, Tiger, Manning, Brady uh event for on sunday match which was which was great to watch just something new it wasn't a replay of a of an old event so um you figure it was only a matter of time before you saw a major sporting event and and for it to be hockey you know our favorite sport is is sort of icing on the cake and like you like you mentioned that there's still a ways to go i mean you know the nhl laid this out there and outlined what you know they'd like to see happen but it's it's far from being a done deal which it makes it even a little bit surprising that they would go ahead with that announcement if if they're not, you know, at a point of of a hundred percent sure that you know they have, um, you know, the agreement from the players' union and and uh, you know everything else in place. And look, the virus can take a turn and and everything can be shut down anyway. But uh, but not to not have it, it would seems like you know everybody within the league backing it is sort of surprising that they would go ahead with that announcement. Well, they, they went ahead and did it one way or the other, whether it's uh, ultimately going to be a part of a PR thing, I mean, just to kind of keep the fans going, and, or maybe they can have a saving grace towards the end there. If, if, it doesn't, if it doesn't pan out, if it doesn't work out, they can say, hey, we tried, you know, and, and now, you know, this is it. They well, from a, no, you're right. I mean, from a publicity, publicity standpoint, I mean, Batman's pretty smart in getting the NHL out there as the first major sport. Um, you know, that's to this point of, of actually having an, an outline of what they want to do. So, you know, the NHL sort of ha- uh, has had all the headlines, you know, the last few days, which, which is smart. And it, uh, you know, they're going to get all the, the praise or the criticism and, and whatnot. But look, hockey's being talked about. It's, it's obviously of, of the top sports, the top four. It's obviously the last of it. It's even below other, you know, fringe sports out there. Um, yeah, I mean, no, fringe, maybe fringe is a bad word, but, you know, golf and tennis and, and those kind of things. Yeah, you know, some of the hockey ratings are even below that. But, you know, I, it's probably is a smart move to, to get it out there. I mean, look, it got us doing our podcast again, so I guess it was <laughs> a smart move, right? Well, that's what I have to admit. I actually sent a letter to Gary Bettman selfishly because I miss you. And I, was to you and I knew you weren't going to come back unless there was some sort of announcement. <laughs> you heard that I was talking about call her daddy. And, yeah, I get it. I know. I know how it goes. You got jealous. <laughs> it did. It, and just so everyone knows, it didn't lead to a you know a raise for me at all. But you know, <laughs> I am back. I have, to, I, have to, you know, I have to get you back on air first, buddy. That's right. Oh, nice. Work, you know all right. Saying? <laughs> well, I mean, here we go. I mean, if anything, you know, I think everybody's, uh, again, during these times, we wish everybody, uh, you know, health and sanity, and hopefully everybody's making, you know, the best way they can. Um, you know, this thing is affecting everybody differently, some worse than others. A lot of us, uh, I would say majority of us here in New York, like I said, we're doing okay now, and we're, we're waiting, and we're slowly reopening here. And I think the numbers are, are looking good. And, and then the timing with this happening and then, you know, even the governor there about a week or so ago, whatever it was, just saying, uh, you know, telling the teams open up training camps. I mean, anything like that for, for fans to kind of get excited about something is good. And, and even if we do talk about this, in, you know, for the rest of June 
And if, uh, you know, they, we see what happens and, and, and watch the progression of this, whether or not, uh, you know, the upcoming meetings. And, you know, I would, I would advise everybody to read that ESPN column today with uh, Donald Fear because it really it, it takes it to a deeper level in terms of the, the stages that they have to get to. Now, I, and Katie, I don't blame the NHL. You got to start somewhere, right? They, they, I give them all the credit in the world to sit there and try and figure this out. And, and try and come up with something where, where you know, if, if it all opens up and they get the green light and the players agree and, and you're talking, you know, in a month, two months, with the numbers getting better at least up, you know, you know in, in most of the areas that we're living here right now, I mean, if they improve and two to three weeks to a month is, is going to be a lot of time to kind of see all these slow reopenings that are happening across the country here and, and, and if there's uh, any, any movement going backwards as far as cases going up. So, I, I, you know, I feel you've you got, you got to give them credit to get this rolling because we, we're all, if we stay positive and this thing does kind of turn around and we can start doing this, and even if these guys play in one city and they do a tournament, and, you know, I can't wait to get into you about this just in terms of uh, how, how this is going to be played out or whatever, but just in general... I give them credit for putting this together, making the announcement yesterday. You know, Donald Fear was, was down to earth today saying he can't promise everything. But like I said, I think all of us can sit back and say, well, good. At least let's get this rolling. Let's talk about it. Let's get excited about it. And if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, unfortunately, it's going to be for the right reasons that it's for the safety of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Look, you got to get the conversa- conversation started. So that's what they did. And uh, so you go from there. Um, yeah, look, you don't always have uh, praise for uh, Gary Batman, but, you know, he's sort of stuck his neck out there. Look, first one out there, first one to be criticized. But, um, you know, they also show uh, maybe an outline for the other other leagues, the NBA, um, if they decide to, um, you know, come back as well. Because I really like the format that they've put together. I think it's a smart format. You know, scrap the rest of the regular season, which which is probably the right way to go. You know, tell the seven teams that, you know, had no chance. Sorry, you know, don't even bother coming back. Uh, so now you have less teams, less players involved, um, which is good as far as, you know, uh, the virus goes and not having as many trainers and families or however they're they're going to put put it together, um, which is good. And then, you know, you want to give the teams like the Rangers, who were only two points out with, you know, a month to play, the chance to, to get into that first round with these play in uh, with this play in round. And, and I love the concept. Um, I'm a big fan of it. I, I think that they they've got it right here. And uh, I'm really excited, uh, you know, if they are able to get this going for this first round, I mean, it, it, it just adds, you know, a little bit more. Look, hockey is all about the playoffs. I mean, you know, we're diehard, so we like everything about hockey. But really, the true season is is the postseason. And that's when everybody, that's when the hockey goes from just like the diehard fans to, you know, the, the casual fans once the playoffs starts. And now you get a, a, another round of it. Um, which, which is, which is awesome. Uh, I'm excited. It, it's great that the Rangers are involved and look, they are a team and, and, you know, you, you're seeing the Carolina organization take a little bit of uh, criticism here or, or a little bit of flack, I guess, for, for voting against 
the plan and, and everyone's saying is because they would have played the Rangers, who are a dangerous team. I mean, a young team with nothing to lose. So, you know, nobody wants to play a team like that. So uh, I'm excited, hopefully, to get this thing rolling. Yeah, man. I mean, look, uh, again, going back, like I, I love – I look at it this way. Um, you know, I love the World Cup of Hockey. Um, we all watch the juniors, at least most of us do. Um, you know, when it's been on, we, we've watched the Olympics. So this tournament, um, th- this format with with all the teams, is it's great. And as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter how they get there. And I think how they did lay it out in terms of the, you know, the top eight teams, um, you know, just playing for reseeding. Um, you know, they gave everybody the, you know, the uh, division championships. Um, so that's all good stuff. The awards are going out. I mean, like I said, what was it? March 11th was the final day. So, you know, all of us diehard Ranger fans, I mean, hockey fans know that, you know, that, that was pretty much it. There's a little bit of shifting. I think with what they had, where the, where the season ended, had this been back in January or something, and again, you know, that's, that's a, a hearsay there, say, because you could say, well, you know, who knows, maybe the, the return would have been pushed up anyway. But as far as, you know, where the season ended up where they can kind of, you know, they can at least close out a couple of things that they usually normally do as far as the regular season records and the awards. Uh, they can give the division stuff away, uh, the points leaders, everything else. That's all good stuff. You roll into this tournament. Um, yeah, a couple of teams were on the bubble. They may or may not have made the playoffs. So, um, you know, those extra, um, you know, eight teams that get in is, is fun stuff because that kind of lets them feel pretty good where they weren't just cleaned out. And obviously the teams that are not making the benefits one way or the other with the draft and again i think you're right like i said they they're fine they probably weren't going to be into coming back and playing for nothing anyway so this is going to be fun i mean i really do hope we get to see it to, through the end because it'll be multiple good things going on that that'll mean uh you know hopefully we're all uh trending towards uh getting back to normalcy because they'll be able to to pull all this stuff off and get it going and i think once the games uh get played um, and get going. I think it's just going to be a blast. I mean, this is just going to be fast, impact, uh, you know, hockey. I mean, granted, these guys are going to need, obviously, a good three weeks, uh, who knows, maybe four weeks of training camp, and it seems that most of these guys have been, you know, on the ice anyway. And I'm sure we don't know publicly. I'm sure this probably this plan was probably in place maybe a month ago that they were talking about this and, and letting everybody know to start getting ready. And I'm sure they've already been checked in. I mean, I you know, there's, there hasn't been too many reports, KD, about – any players that I know that have reported, you know, I'm, I'm talking about like, um, you know, from NBA now or recently from any of the NHL, any of the major sports, football, uh, baseball, uh, nobody really testing positive, nobody having the virus, nothing in, in, in huge numbers of anything, if, if only small numbers. So I think because everybody's been kind of, you know, contained and, and healthy and if they can kind of control it this way, uh, you know, this thing is probably going to lead to to end up happening, which which I really hope it does. And again, we're all used to it as hockey fans, as far as the tournament thing. I don't care what anybody says. Whoever comes out of this tournament deserves the Stanley Cup, man, because this is going to be a blast. Uh, you got the best teams, um, and even more so for the team that ends up at top because of the fact of the, the round robins and the and the and the early rounds. And and you might get again, you might get a team like the Rangers in there or whatever. So. Um, there's just so much coming at you. So you look at it that way, KD, coming from all of us who've played, you know, high school sports and tournaments and whether it's lacrosse, soccer, hockey or anything, travel teams and all that stuff. We've all played in these tournaments. This is awesome. So as far as the format's concerned, I- I'm all for it. And, man, we get to watch hockey again. Whether We don't need anybody in the building. It doesn't matter to me, right? We're getting to watch the game. 
and I think it's going to be awesome. And I think you're right, too. I think the NHL pushing this out, this is a model that the NBA could use. Uh, this may be a model at uh, Major League Baseball, but I'm hoping by the fall, you know, we, we are going to have football and baseball playing. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, man, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you, I think. I, I'm wondering, you know, we saw just you talking about uh, some of the players. You, know, you saw with, with Major League Baseball, you had the one player can't come out and was talking about not wanting to play Snell. And it, it was more about money than anything, but I think it was more putting myself in danger versus not getting my full salary type thing. And I'm just wondering if we're going to get that from from any NHL player. I mean, I haven't heard anything yet. If a player is going to come out and say, look, I don't feel comfortable playing. I don't feel, you know, um, I don't feel safe putting myself in that position. And and then how the league reacts to that. How what are they going to do if a player and big dog, like what if Sidney Crosby comes out and says, I'm not playing. I don't feel comfortable playing. I'm not going to put myself in that position. Sorry. Like, what do they do? Like, I, I, I'm wondering where Batman would stand on something like that. Does does that player forfeit his salary? Uh, like, does the union come to that player's uh, defense? Like, how how is that going to work? Well, that's that's a lot of the stuff that was in that column today with Donald. Fiel. Okay, and I didn't see the column. So, yeah, no, that's okay, man. No, but that's that's a lot of the a lot of the questions were were answered. Now I didn't see the Q and A with uh, Bettman and Daly afterwards, mm-hmm. but I did re- read through the uh, the column today with Donald Fear. Now did they did he bring that up as a question or did he have that answer? No, it was more or less you know exactly like what's going to happen because because they're not there yet. So yeah. he was basically saying in the column today he says everybody's got to we've got to get through stages here, so. Mm-hmm. There was obviously a discussion and a vote, and the players in the league came back that okay, let's let's post this, let's organize this, in the in the hopes that everything's going to work out, and if we can get there, we'll do it. But mm-hmm. fear brought up all those other things. Did he mention as, what happens if, or, or a question if if a player ends yet. up? They yeah, so he didn't. Was one of the questions that he mentioned was what happens if a player does get does test positive? Again, they're they're still they're still working yeah. that out because that's yeah. that's what everybody else. I mean, you could look at the the German the Bundesliga. The Germans uh, have opened up over there, and now the Premier League is going to be uh, starting training camp too. So they're still working that out. Now, I yeah. I think one or two guys have tested positive, and I think they've quarantined a team. I believe, uh, just from what I kind of heard. But again, this goes to what they were talking about today in, in terms of, you know, they really wanted, uh, at least Fear did on, on, on the player side, wanted to let everybody know, just take it easy now because we yeah, yeah. get through uh, some other stages here because, um, you know, they're not even there yet. But, you know, they had to start somewhere. This was all done in agreement with the players' union today in terms of announcing this. Uh, they had yeah. a uh, an NHL players' committee help the NHL league put this thing together. So all their reps went back and forth to all the teams. Uh, granted, there were two teams that voted against it. Um, and we still don't know, you know, as far as the depth of the rosters and, and who, who may or may not go. And I've heard that from other stars in other games. Like I said, if, uh, you know, my wife's pregnant or whatever, because there are these issues of self-quarantine for two weeks. And so let's say you do leave your family. Let's say somebody 
on the training staff gets sick. It's not even a player. And then, yeah. they, yes, they have to make that decision. So they don't – I don't think they really have the contingency plan ready for that yet. I think that's all part of going forward. So it's almost like, all right, here's a great idea. Here's the logistics. There's the cities. This is how we would do it. But we've still got to hold tight to what the CDC and local health officials say, and the testing is going to be a huge thing. And then, you know, it's still – you know, the testing as far as all of us even uh, not in non-sports is still, you know, where are you getting tested? What are you getting tested for? If you get tested one day, does that mean you're not tested the next day? You know, there's so much going on here. So, but I think that's why the, the time, these next three weeks, the end of June, and that's why they don't think training camps actually would even start until the middle of July Yeah, if they did. Yeah, well, and, and you're dealing with the travel restrictions, too. I saw, like, in Canada, they have the, the 14-day quarantine. So, you know, I was reading, you know, Bettman's like, I, I don't even know if we'd be able to have, you know, one of the hub cities being in Canada because then every team that went up there would have to quarantine for two weeks. So how would you do that? Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of details that they have to get ironed out here, getting players back from Europe or, you know, wherever they are. So, yeah. Well, let's it's good to be about talking it. about it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. No, nah, there's no doubt about it. It was fun just uh, the last 24 hours seeing, you know, all the Twitter feeds come back to life and, and, and the show starting up again and conversations. And, man, I, you know, I flipped on, you know, Sirius XM NHL yesterday for the first time in three months, you know, uh, all that stuff. So it was good to hear um, the guys' voices again and, and talking hockey and just everybody's kind of, uh, you know, take on, on, on how this works. And, you know, all of us that are just fans, number one, you know, just the thought of, of, of watching the team. And I, I personally here, I you know, you know, me, UKD, and all our fans that have been listening to us and all Ranger fans just here, I mean, when you start thinking about this team, and yes, we can be selfish, and I know there's all the other teams and some of the teams are having great years too, but, man, we were just having a blast with this squad, and it was just fun. It's done, you know, game against Colorado. You know, the overtime celebration, we talked about that on one of our last shows. And now it's just fun to see the guys skating and all those good memories start coming back. And then you start thinking about, okay, you know, the future. And, and just not thinking about this freaking pandemic and the politics and, and you know, just you know everybody getting, you know, in different situations. And, and I mean, the, the world outside is just mad, mad, mad. It's crazy. So this is just a great release to be able to just talk hockey again and even if it's in the um development stage but eventually just uh again just talking about these these great players that we love and the game and and getting excited about you know the possibility of the puck dropping again here in the summer and you know you're gonna be out in the patio with the tv and a couple of white claws man and the feet up man and the <laughs> flip-flops gonna be good man oh yeah yeah i mean look uh it, it's a definitely a much needed distraction you know, it's been uh, you know a rough couple of, of months, and I and I think that that actually led to you know I talked about why we weren't doing the show. I you know when when you reached out to me about doing it, I was definitely in like a rut. You know, I, you just get into it in this in this staying at home, not seeing other people. You lose any sort of uh, desire to to do anything. And I was just like, ah, why do I even want to do? You know, this podcast, you know, it's just like, we're, I don't even it, like we're not, there's no, there's no hockey, 
you know why? I, I barely want to get off the couch, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't even want to play with my kids anymore because I'm sick of them, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, uh, you, you, you know, as humans, you, you like need something to do, some distraction to be able to go out, some social interaction, this and that. And, and that's what, you know, sports is, is bringing up my, you know, as soon as it happens, like you said, my friends and I, we were, we were all texting each other about like, Oh my God, it, 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 you see their back and they're playing the hurricanes and this is what's going to happen. This is awesome. And actually one of the things we were texting about is that, you know, is this going to be seen as a legitimate Stanley cup champion? Is there going to be an asterisk next to the winner? And, and we all said there'd be an asterisk next to the winner of any team other than the Rangers. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, you know, it was definitely just fun to be, you know, just texting about hockey again, about like not, you know, hey, remember in uh, 94 with Leeds? No, it's this season again. It's going to be coming back. This is going to be amazing. So, you know, and, and I, I mean, look, I, we had discussed it a couple of times on the show and I said that maybe they shouldn't hand out a Stanley Cup. Um, and if they did like a tournament, a coronavirus tournament type thing. <laughs> um, and, and look, you know, maybe at the end I'll, I'll change my tune after going through the tournament style that they have set up, and I was like, you know what, this team deserves, or, you know, whoever it is deserves to uh, uh, raise the Stanley Cup. But, you know, I, I think that there's always going to be people that are just like, oh, they, you shouldn't have this. Just stop it now. Let's focus on next season. Because now this season, you know, if they do get going, is going to go into the fall. And now you have to take time out after the fall season because – you know, one is that you're worried about second wave and, and that sort of flu season is, is in that time that, you know, November, December, January time. So you probably don't want them playing anyway. And then your next season doesn't start to what January, February. So is next season abbreviated, you know? So I think you're, you're, you're now sort of messing with two seasons instead of, you know, just wiping the slate clean here and say, look, we're just going to end it. And let's let's try to get hockey back in, you know, October. But again, then then it arises. Does that season get stopped ultimately anyway if this thing blows up again uh, for a second wave? So, look, if they can get a season in, you know, this year um, and, and, and get a Stanley Cup chance, I, I, I think that would do a lot, um, you know, for people's uh, sort of psyche, <laughs> their mental well-being. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be it hopefully will be a great thing to see. No, absolutely. And it's, I don't I don't think this should be any asterisk. Look, they most of the, all the teams here played 68 and 70 games. I think that's more than they played back in, in 95. I can't yeah. remember exactly. So as mm -hmm. far as I'm concerned, if you want to add that regular season on to it, that's already done. Uh, the teams that weren't going to make it, you know, they, they weren't going to make it. I mean, you know, and, and then you can take the side of oh, the regular season done me nothing. Well, absolutely. So. Go home, you know, you weren't going to make it any anyway. There's a, a couple of teams there, though, that are sighing a, a big sigh of relief, obviously, because they're, you know, there were a couple of teams like the Rangers that were, you know, uh, catching up on a couple of teams, what was going on there with, the, you know, the, the Islanders and Caroline and stuff like that. And so there was some crazy stuff going on, at least they're in right now. And, you know, the, the round robin, the best of five, um, you know, this is, you're still going to have to play these series. Uh, granted, the home ice advantage, all that stuff, is not going to be there and anything else. But come on, everybody, home ice hasn't mean hasn't meant anything in the NHL playoffs for years. 
So you can throw that out the window. And as far as this going on, you know, next season or whatever, if this works out, because they've, they've done a 70-game season here, right? There's no reason if they have to start in December or even January, if they got to cut 20 games off the season, you know, I mean, make it a 60-game season or whatever, just for one year so the following year you can get back to a regular season or whatever, I don't think anybody's going to really have a problem with that if it's, a, if it's you know, if they take 15, 20 games mm-hmm. off the season. So, um, you know, they give the give the players a month or two months off break or whatever, you know. Granted, that's that's... Those are meetings I will not have to attend, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I, I, I certainly believe that they can do it, and I give them credit again for putting this uh, thing forward. And you know, look, man, give me hockey, man. And if it, it, like I said, if it all works out for everybody, and you know, that's it. So you know, you take all the health stuff aside, and and uh, that's the obvious thing that's going to work out. You know, uh, one way or the other for any of this thing, thing to happen. What, what's your take, Kevin, on the? Uh, on the tournament and, and where the teams ended up uh, being placed. Uh, did you look that stuff over and just get your uh, idea and, and and maybe just have a little fun with, um, you know, at least on the uh, the Eastern Conference side here about uh, how this thing might unfold? Yeah, you know what? I did look at it, and the first thing that I noticed was that they did point percentage as the seeding goes, not just straight points because obviously some teams played more games than others, so they did point percentage-wise, and the Rangers were .002 percentage points away from playing the Islanders (laughs) in the play-in game, and that would have been insane because, you know, for, for, you know, everything going on, no hockey for a couple of months for us to come back to Ranger-Islander five-game series to get, you know, to get into that first round would have been madness. And I would have signed up for that wholeheartedly. I, I tweeted that out and I had a bunch of Ranger fans saying they would not have liked that because of the stress level involved. But I think that would have been amazing. I, I That was just looking over the the format that for some reason that jumped out at me right away because the difference between them and uh, Florida, I get that was the team they would have jumped to obviously play the Islanders um, was the 0.002 percentage point. I was like, Oh my goodness. But, uh, but other than that, look, you know, I, I think that uh, I, I like some of the first round matchups. Uh, you know, it, I know I, for some reason people are, are saying that the Penguins may have a tough time because of Carrie Price. Uh, who, I don't know, Montreal just isn't a good team, and I don't think he's as good as he used to be. Everybody, um, so everybody, I, how can anybody even say that right now? It's going to be such yeah, I know. a clean slate, man. This is all I a know. brand new team for everybody. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I You know, and, and I just think Pittsburgh's a much better team. But like you said, but who knows? I mean, they were a much better team, like, two months ago. <laughs> like, I don't know what that means now. You know, I mean, you know, Malkin and Crosby could have just been sitting on their couch for the last couple of months eating chicken wings like I have. True. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, who knows, you know, what kind of shape, uh, you know, that, that team will come back in. And, um, you know, Islanders, Panthers, they played each other in the playoffs a couple of years ago. That's, I mean, to me, I'm not really too excited about that matchup. But, you know, actually Maple Leafs Blue Jackets is – is an interesting first round matchup. Blue Jack is another young team similar uh, to the Rangers and, and Toronto. They're always a team that just can't get out of the first round. So, um, you know, and I look I, being, you know, uh, obviously a Ranger fan, I'm always going to root for torts 
you know, I, I think a lot of us are just torch guys and like to see him um, do well. So that I, I think I'd be looking, um, you know, at Columbus as a team that I'd like to see get past Toronto. Um, and, and obviously our matchup um, against Carolina. Well, before you hit that, that, that matchup with Carolina real quick, if everybody remembers, Columbus was just devastated with injuries. They lost yeah. like everybody. And Torts has still had them hanging in there in a playoff spot and still doing okay there at the end. So think about that. You know, in terms of them, they're all, you know, hopefully going to be healthy and everything. And like I said, that's the fresh start. And then, you know, Toronto, like I said, the same old adage, you know, uh, you know, they're going to get a team now that was definitely wounded crawling in towards the end there. And, you know, Torts is going to run a good, strong training camp, and these guys are going to be ready to go. But before we talk about Rangers-Canes, can we at least officially now, KD, anybody who loses, I don't want to hear anybody going to say, well, it was the tournament. You know, it was the different format. You know what I'm <laughs> Well, everyone's going to – I'm going to say that if the Rangers no don't get way. it. No Come on, man. <laughs> But yeah, and and actually, it's, I I think that they actually did a smart thing with the uh, the round robin with the top four teams just to get them some games. I think that that was a smart decision as well, not to have them sort of being rusty and just you know while these other teams get a full series in, uh, to have those four teams play each other, get some games under them, and and then be ready for that first round matchup. Um, I, I think it's a you know another smart move that. What's the story uh, there, Kevin? Do they do they? How many games do they play each other? Those the top four teams. I have no idea. I I didn't look that on the, on the sheet. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe it, it may be just a, a decision that all four teams make. Maybe they're just like let's just play each other once. You know, let's all of us play each other once, and uh, you know, get our feet out from under. You know, or you know get going with it and, um, you know, see where they go. And they're going to be playing the regular, regular season overtime rules where obviously uh, these other teams that are in the playing rounds will, will be doing the playoff overtime format, you know. So those four teams will be doing the three-on-three and then shootout in their games. Not that it matters. It actually, does not matter? They're, they're not coming up with different seedings, are they? Right? They're going to keep with – the one through four, right? Where Boston is one, Tampa's two, Washington's three, and Philly's four, right? Yeah, that that stays. That's all not going to det- that's not determining any any seeding. All it says is the top four teams play for first seeding, but it doesn't say how many games they play because it'll say it says qualifying round. The remaining eight teams play best of five series to advance to the first round playoff. Overtime really no, so they are playing for seeding. Who is? The Those top, top four? four teams? Oh, yeah. Okay. I just read it, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. You just said the play for seeding. First round seeding. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that nixes that. But I guess they're playing best of five, too. I guess they have to play the, the same amount as the uh, the qualifying round, right? I I have no idea. I don't know what the schedule is going to be. But I guess what it's going to be is how, whatever. They probably all play each other once. And then who they'll count up the points that they've gotten from those those three games, right? They would each have three games. That's the one thing that I don't see here on the sheet. And it's because it says best of five for the uh, for the qualifying round for everybody else. Yeah. So that, okay, so that will determine seeding in that first round, that round robin with the top four. Interesting. Okay. 
Super. So here's the timeline. So uh, pause is March 12th. The league is in phase one with teams having their – pretty much all the self-isolated level. So early June is expected that teams will be permitted to return to home facilities. So next couple of weeks, uh, you'll see some training camps opening up uh, with limited numbers. Phase three is no earlier than the first half of July that formal training camps can begin, and that's after medical clearance. 24 teams, and then phase four, with the timing still to be determined, 24 teams in two hub cities will compete in seeding round rounds, blah, blah, blah. We just went through that. And then uh, the cities that we knew about. Yeah, I think you have a great point there. I, I don't see how they're going to have a Canadian city, you know, mixed in there. But so we'll see what happens. Well, and I tell you what, Paul, if we're confused right now with what the round robin means, and usually <laughs> round, round robin usually, you know, is usually you play each other once. I mean, I assume that that's what, what it means. Um, the draft lotto thing is like nuts. Like it took me like 10 reads about what, how that's going to work out. And like they, they're going to be putting. I, I didn't read it. What'd you get out of it? Well, they're putting, what they're doing is they're going to do the lotto for obviously the teams that didn't get in. So the seven teams that didn't get in. And then they're going to put unassigned place markings in for the eight other teams that lose in the in the playing game. And they're going to do a first round of the lotto. So say so the the one through seven teams are the teams that didn't get in: Buffalo, New Jersey, Ottawa, Detroit, Anaheim, Los Angeles, and San Jose. And then there's going to be eight unassigned picks after that. So there's fifteen. Was that fifteen total? So if they pick out the ping pong ball for like number ten and number nine to be like the top two picks. And then say they pick like the Ducks for the third pick. They then need to do a second lotto after the playing games. So the lo- so now the losing teams will then be put in a lotto to see what spot they all get. To see who gets that first and second spot. <laughs> How confusing is that? Like, I don't understand why they just don't wait. Like, why not just wait till that first round is over? I didn't see, unless I missed an explanation somewhere. But I thought that's what they are doing. No, no, no. Like, like why even have that first go about with the unassigned gotcha. spots? Because they're basically doing a lotto with eight space-holding spots. You know, there's no team assigned to spot number 10. Yeah. So if spot number 10 wins, it's like, well, it's spot number 10. <laughs> so then you're once the team is with, say, the Rangers lose. So now the Rangers are in there. They then have to do a lotto to see where the Rangers would then fall. If they get that number 10 pick that won the lotto, they would then be the number one pick. Why they wouldn't just wait till you had the actual teams and do it, I, I don't know. I mean... Maybe somebody out there had an explanation for it, and maybe next week um, we'll go over that a little bit more. Um, but it, it was definitely a little confusing that they would do the lotto before the losing play-in team. 
Maybe it's just to give those teams something to do. <laughs> I guess. Like I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, so they're doing the lotto for the picks, you know, to see who would. All right, so the ten pick gets bumped up to the one. Pick. I know what they're doing, and they've then they're gotta, gonna they've gotta get some of this TV rating stuff, right? <laughs> probably. I, you know what? That's the only thing I can think of now because then they're gonna do a lotto to see who of those playing teams would get that number one pick. Like, why not just wait? <laughs> I don't know. They're bringing us all in, man. That's they just they need eyeballs on TV screens and websites and. Magazine. And actually, want to hear something great too with the with the draft is that the Rangers can win their playing round, which would normally exclude them from being a lotto pick. But because of the Brady Shea trade, I know. Sweet. If if Carolina loses, obviously, obviously, if the Rangers beat them, Carolina loses, and then Toronto loses, the Rangers get. Uh, the Carolina um, draft spot because apparently Carolina had a, a a trade with Toronto and the Rangers got the worst of their first two. Carolina has two first round picks, so they would get the worst of the two. So if Toronto and Carolina both lose the first round pick, the Rangers could win advance and then still be eligible to potentially get the number one pick, which would be insane. That'd be awesome. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) and all for Brady Shea, and for Brady Shea, Uh even better. Good old Brady Shea, buddy. We knew. Yeah, well, he's gonna—he's probably gonna help because he's so bad. He's gonna help us win the first (laughs) round, and then he's gonna—it's gonna be his reason. You know, he's gonna be the reason that uh, we get the number one pick. So good stuff. Love Brady. I'm in. Love him on another team. (laughs) What a great trade! What a great trade! That Gordon oh, guy, tell you, he knows man. what he's doing. That's right, man. Front end is awesome. We have an incredible <laughs> front office that's <laughs> doing great things now, for us. Now we just have to figure out who's going to play goalie for us. Well, uh, you know, let's dive into it, man. I mean, look, okay, speculation is one thing. We might as well have some fun with it. Um, I guess the the fun thing in the the fun thing, I guess, to even think of before any of this starts with the, the whole goalie thing with the Rangers and everything. But just everybody, you know, from, you know, you think of the last couple episodes we did before the season ended, you know, me ripping on Kako. Um, he, has, he has a game there. Um, you know, just the, the, all three goalies back you know, all this stuff going on. But now, you know, you fast forward and these guys come in and obviously Mika just playing lights out, just incredible stuff. Just the thought of, I guess the great thing for the Rangers is how young these guys are. And hopefully, like I said, they've been kind of keeping themselves in, in shape and everything else. But I guess it's just going to start right there. It'll be interesting to see how these guys come back, you know, in shape. I I know we've all seen Hank's been on the ice. A lot of these guys have been on the ice, and I'm sure they've been, um, you know, taking care of themselves. But that's just going to be the fun thing to, to see how these guys come in. And, you know, the Rangers are just playing so well. We had talked about it all season long. They have pretty much remained really healthy throughout the season just in terms of avoiding injuries and everything else. Um, so it's just going to be uh, great to look well, at this. Except, but... except for Kreider. I mean, well, you know, and, and he... But, yeah, well, you're bringing him ahead. up, but I'd love to hear you. Does anybody know where he's at? 
Like, I, I, know. I thought I saw something a couple Remember, weeks he was, ago. He was on the ice in Colorado before that game. Yeah, I thought I saw something a couple weeks ago that said he was fine. So I, I, I can't cool imagine. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, similar to what you were saying about, you know, Columbus. I mean, the Rangers, you know, are definitely catching a break here where Kreider um, wouldn't have been there for them down the, oh, the stretch like run. Friends, man. He was scared. Yeah. yeah, well, that's true. I mean, who knows with him? But, um, you know, and, and now they're going to have him back fully healthy, especially if they're not going to start till August. Um, or yeah. the end of July, whatever it ends up being. So um, that that's a huge bonus for for the Rangers. And then yeah, your boy your boy Kako, you know one of the uh, you know uh, thing excuses as you like to call them um, <laughs> that that some Ranger fans were making was how tired he probably was at the World Championships and and this and that. And now you know, look, he's gotten to go home, rest a bunch, and you know he's a player I'm definitely excited to see come back and 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 what. It, you know, has the rest helped and has he kept himself in shape? And and are we going to see, you know, the Kako that we all uh, hoped and, and and wanted to see all year that we we only saw in, in sort of spurts, uh, you know, from time to time. And, uh, you know, Paul, you were his biggest detractor. So, um, you know, I'd like to see him come back and, you know, sort of you know show you up a bit. But, um, you know, it, it's definitely going to be an exciting time. And look. This team has got nothing to lose. They're playing with house money. Young team, you know, they were on the outside looking in. They, they've been given this second chance to show what they're about. And like I said, I mean, they're a, they're a team that uh, is a scary team. Young team, house money, nothing to lose, you know, ahead of schedule as far as the rebuild. You know, these are the teams that, that you know, can make a run and, and you know, like we started with the conversation, the goaltending, I, I think you have to go with just Jorkin um, because, Come look, on. we are – I know, Georgiev, <laughs> whatever. Is he even on the team anymore? Goodness. Oh, man, what about Hank? You got to put Hank Keep, in? No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you don't. No. Hank can watch. He can mentor. He could talk to just Jorkin. Oh, this go, is folks. This is how I prepared, you Katie. know, and – is kicking the goaltending look, controversy right into full gear. Look, if the Rangers go down, you know, 0-2, and then that, you know, third game, and they got to look for something, sure, put him in there. Uh, maybe his last game as a Ranger before oh, they buy him out. The and uh, on Twitter tomorrow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Anybody, so, I, I, to me, it's not even a decision. I don't even think there's a debate. There's not a uh, nothing. It's it's just Jorkin. Georgiev can sit up in the in the press box and, and eat all the eat all the he, oh, he Georgiev can sit up in the press box with his mask on and eat a hot dog <laughs> through his mask and socially distance from the rest of the healthy scratches Unbelievable. And, and move on from there. Unbelievable! No, actually, you know what? One negative actually is that Brendan Lemieux is still suspended. By the way, I, I wonder how they're going to deal with that. He was a guy who was still suspended, if I, you remember. Yeah, well, I think we'll be all right. Sure. I'm just saying, no, I mean, look, I, I'm a big Brendan Lee. Brendan Lemieux is going to have more of an impact here than, than Lundqvist. Or Georgiev. Ooh. <laughs> Easy, cowboy. <laughs> that will be interesting to see what happens. But, uh, you know, I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. But this is great to talk about again. Yeah, but actually – would you, would you just, have Brendan in the lineup? 
Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Fourth line. I got to remember who's on this team, actually. I'm trying to think of fourth. I'm like, who the hell's on this team? <laughs> I mean, if you had a fourth is... line of, like, you know, Howden, um, McKegg, and Lemieux, I'm in all day long. That's a good fourth line. That was the fourth line, I think, that was going well at the end of the year. So, you know, to me, um, I, th- I think Lemieux, as long as he's on the fourth line, I know sometimes Quinn gets a little crazy and he'll, he'll want to play him on a line with, like, Panarin for some reason. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think Lemieux, look, he, he has that, you know, he plays a game that's very, you know, conducive to the playoffs, you know, where it's a little bit more rugged, uh, it's a little less, uh, you know, ice surface to move around. And so, you know, he's a guy, you know, I, I think they will miss and I don't know, you know, obviously they'll have to address it. Um, you know, maybe it, uh, they'll shorten it and, or maybe you know, their regular season games. So does it count as, you know, are these po- considered, you know, are the playing games postseason games? Like how, you know, they'll have to address it. Like, you know, like a, a number of other things. So maybe, but the one thing Bettman, that does. Batman pardons everybody. Gives everybody. A <laughs> that'd, be nice. <laughs> that'd be nice. That'd be nice. The one, the one thing that does scare me is I, I, I just see way too many like Ranger fans excited about playing Carolina in the first round. Like, I always feel like that's a bad thing. Like, uh, a little too much confidence, I think, from fans right now. Like, oh my god, we're gonna roll this team, and you know their goaltending isn't that great with uh, Morazic and Reimer. And they're right. Hey, look, Morazic was good. He was real good in, in Detroit, and can get hot. Um, you know, it's a, any goal he can. But um, so I, I'm not, you know, saying, oh, this is an easy win, and we're, we're on to the, you know, the first round. Uh, for the Rangers, so you know it's a a long way to go here. You know, before I I see way too many sort of Ranger fans celebrating that we're playing Carolina in the first round. Um, so uh, I caution Ranger fans there. <laughs> no, I would too. I mean, it, this is a clean slate for everybody. I mean, everybody coming in. I mean, how do you um, I mean, put yourself in in Quinn's shoes right now. You know, managing you know all all these coaches now in terms of. You think about where they were when this thing wrapped up, and then, like I said, everybody, you know, basically just not seeing each other for three. Now it's going to be four months almost, and everybody basically on their own. I, you know, that's something that I haven't seen. I'd love to find out what's going on the back end in terms of behind the scenes, how the organizations have actually uh, managed this. You know, because uh, you know the, the teams. It's it's you know it's money. These these are contracts. These are responsibilities. These are. Uh, you know, even, you know, when the seasons end uh, off, you know, uh, off ice training or, you know, whatever they do uh, in between, you got to be careful. You know, Rangers goalies have to be careful driving, all that stuff we know. <laughs> so you can only imagine. Um, I'd be curious to know how these guys have been, you know, keeping in touch with everybody. So and that kind of brings me back to, to Quinn. And, you know, if they get that first, um, you know, the squad on the ice. I mean, we don't even know yet. I mean, that's the insanity of this, Kevin, is is just he might not even be able to have the whole team. I mean, how? They, I guess I guess they're going to have to get to that point, right? Because you, you can't have two full NHL teams on a rink, full benches, full staff, you know, with the linesmen. They can't do any of that unless everybody's cleared and tested and everything else. So just to, to get to that stage is going to be something else. But anyway... What's your take of uh, of Coach Quinn's like first practice when he gets these guys back? 
He's gonna have to like reintroduce himself to everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's it's gonna be interesting. I, I, you know, you hope that they've been keeping in touch, you know, by Zoom, you know, like we all have, and having team meetings online. And uh, now, look, I, I think he'll probably have, you know, a similar message to what we're saying. Look, it's it's just great to be back. Let's enjoy this. We're playing with house money. This is this is you know postseason experience. We weren't, you know, sure we were gonna have. So so let's let's go and and have fun with this thing and and see how far it takes us. And um, I'm just actually curious in in how this will change, you know, a coach's strategy in the postseason because obviously you know under normal circumstances, you know, you're you're just finishing a grueling 82 game season. You know, you get a couple of days off and you go right into the first round. So now you've had months off for players to really rest and, and heal from injuries and things like that. You know, when, when you normally go into the playoffs, you have to rely on fourth line, all four lines and all four players. Uh, I mean, all 16 players. Um, so uh, 12 players. Goodness, my math is off. Goodness. Um <laughs> You, you could tell my wife has been doing the math homework for the kids. I can't even add. <laughs> um, so, you know, you have to lean on all four lines. But now, you know, you wonder if you lean more on your star players. Does Quinn just basically play Panarin like 60 minutes a night, you know, and, you know, his top two lines in that first round? Because these guys are, are ready to go. You know, they're fresh. You know, you know, I just talked about the fourth line that, that, that they even barely play. It's almost like Tortorella playoff hockey where you just lean on your top guys and, and barely play the rest, at least initially, you know, in the first two rounds where you're just like, all right, Panarin and Zabinijad, you know, and Kreider, let's, you know, take us home, you know, and, and, and I wonder if they, it does change things up for coaches in that respect where they lean a little bit more on their on their top two lines than they would. I mean, normally, you know, the playoffs make heroes out of fourth line guys, like a guy like, you know, Dominic Moore, um, you know, is like a hero to, to Ranger fans over the years for the, the huge goals that he has. Um, now, you know, it's going to be more of, of the top two lines and, and, and maybe they're getting a little more time than, than they normally would in, in the playoffs. I'm interested to see um, if it does change up some coaching strategies there. Well, you got some some phenomenal coaches here that are ahead of uh, you know running these squads, and whoever takes it uh, more serious than the rest of these guys is you know I mean that'll be the thing you know uh, cool and calm, damn serious. A lot of these coaches like a guy like Torts is getting a, a huge second chance because his team is so banged up. Uh, you know the Rangers had chemistry going into this at the end. They've got to get this back. You know and speak you can, you can throw all these different scenarios out there, but I'm curious to know Kevin as we're talking about this. And we're talking about matchups and the coaching and, and who we're going to play and everything. The, the thing that I think is going to be just a trip, and definitely not so much us watching, but because we've all played in beer leagues, and we talked about the last couple of shows, deck hockey leagues, and you play games, and there's nobody in the stands. So there's, mm-hmm. there's no atmosphere. That, to me, is going to be very interesting to watch with hockey being such a passionate game. Um, fans can can definitely uh, impact the way a game goes, how a player plays, um, you know, special teams, everything. Just the uh, the utter excitement of the last few minutes of a period or a game. 
the emotions of a breakaway or, you know, a, a heavy check or a great save and to think that that's not going to be there. So that's going to be very interesting, to not only for us as fans to watch that. I haven't watched any of those Korean baseball games yet. Nobody in the stands, and I, I hear they're floating the, like a speaker in the stands around with fake crowd noise or whatever. But what's your take on that? I mean, because I just, you know, listen to you talk, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm thinking about some of the old beer league games that I played in, and it was just the guys. And we, like I said, we were talking about deck hockey there a couple episodes ago. And, you know, there's nobody in there. So, but we used to play, right? We obviously played. We played hard, and we got into it, and we loved it, and that's what we did. We weren't playing in front of, like, you know, 15,000 people. Uh, I'm curious to to know what's your take on on, on how that might impact uh, any any of these games. Yeah, no, actually, I think it will. I think that's a great point. I, I think that there are players that thrive under that pressure, being in that environment where the crowd is, you know, at a fever pitch. Uh, you had guys like uh, Broussard, uh, you know, who who stepped up in in the playoffs and and I I think fed off the crowd. Obviously. You know, Mark Messier. Um, and and I think that some, there are some players that get a little tight in those situations where now, you know, that they may not have that same tightness because they don't have the crowd going crazy. They don't feel that emotion in the stadium. And, uh, you know, and, and, and it could negatively inf- impact a person like a Broussard who does feed off the crowd and does need that crowd. And then they have a hard time, you know, getting that uh, emotional build up and pick up and, and, you know, can use that crowd to, to get motivated and, and others will, it'll be a positive for them because they don't have that sort of fear um, that some players have, you know, and, and that is a thing. I mean, these guys are all professionals, but you know, they're human too. And, and some of them, you know, they, they sort of uh, tighten up in that moment, and, and that may not happen now. So I think it will have a major impact, not only on teams and how they're playing, but just the in- individual players, um, those who feed off the crowd and those who, who have issues with the crowd um, and the pressure uh, of the crowd. It may, it may not be there for some of those players, and, and they'll use it to their advantage. So huge. I, I think not having a crowd there will have a major impact. Um, on on what happens, uh, you know, it going forward in in these playoffs, and it could also, and it will, definitely have a major impact. Or it'll be the referees, the officials are going to be relieved. But that's just a huge <laughs> part of the game, too, man. I mean, obviously, in the, in the playoffs, you know, we're all used to it. The, the whistles goes in, in the pockets in the third period, and the overtimes, and everything. But that's just going to be interesting too to see how the games are called. I mean, granted, we just—I hope—I hope we all get there. I really do. I hope we're all watching this, and we're—we're going to have shows, and we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, going through this the first time together as fans. And again, health, safety, number one priority. And I know it's not going to be done. It's not going to be done if it isn't done that way. So I think we can freely talk about this and, and not be selfish. That you know. Um, there's, there's nothing wrong with getting excited about it, and and I hope this happens because that just means we're all going forward, you know, together, sports and just regular daily life. That means we're just we're going forward, and we're going to get out of this freaking, you know, pain in the ass pandemic that we've been going through. And again, full Do respect, you- everybody's been touched by it in different ways. You know what I'm saying? You know, I've been lucky, and I know you've been lucky. A lot of fans and people have been lucky too. But ultimately, man, this is going to be. Uh, I hope we get there, and I hope we have a lot of fun watching this thing. 
Do you think it'll get to a point in uh, you know conference finals or Stanley Cup finals where final where they'll bring fans in? Do you think it'll get to that point if if this virus really goes? It, it won't go away until there's a vaccine. But do you think there will be a point where there will be a live audience, a crowd? Look, you're talking. I mean, because that. That will be debated. Forget it. You you know, Twitter is usually like, you know, insane, you know, normally. People, there will be some heated debates. What do you mean? But I, I don't think the NHL hey, hey, we would. Have fan, we couldn't have fans in the first couple of rounds, but now we're going to have. Is that the debate you're talking about? Yeah, I'm saying that if it gets to the point where, you know, states are all opening back up and, um, you know, say Cuomo in New York is just like, OK, you know, I, I, I think, we you know, we're at a point in the CDC is saying, yeah, we could we could we should be able to open up now and blah, blah, blah. Or maybe they, I, if you I, take precautions I or happening. I don't think that's happening. I, there, there might mm-hmm. be they might open up sections. And I'm just going to speak to you uh, from the, you know, the entertainment industry, the music industry. Right. So. Uh, yeah. Music, music, and it looks all the all the major national tours, all the stadium tours, all the big arena arena tours, they've all been canceled for 2020. I think Motley Crue yeah. and Def Leppard are the last ones left. They're going to get canceled too. I mean, if everybody else canceled, they're canceling. So everything's already being that's already next year. So they've already decided because of the logistics involved with putting on those types of events, right? So and you, you you're talking. If it's Jones Beach from fifteen thousand to hockey arenas of, of twenty thousand, they're not mm-hmm. going to happen. So, if they, so that's not going to happen. I don't think we're going to go back to. Um, there's no way there's going to be full. That'd be a miracle. It'd be just a miracle if, like, in it's like October or something, they said, "Yeah, okay, everybody back in." I just yeah, I don't. Happen. I don't necessarily mean a full arena, but at least some type of spectators. Yes. Some type of fan presence. The only way they're going to be able to do that, obviously, is the manpower, because that means you're going to have to, people are going to have to provide that they be tested, then they're going to have screening. You know, Mm -hmm. I think for the most part, and I'll tell you why most of the national tours canceled, is because they didn't even want to even consider the logistics involved of actually trying to pull that off. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would feel that they're either going to do this, they might run this the whole way through. But we don't know because, you know, Kevin, three months, so much is going to happen. You know, me personally, I'm taking the end of June. Like, when we get to the end of June, right, that's another 30 days, right? So we're slowly reopening here on Long Island and in New York, mm-hmm. right, in the Northeast, okay? And then we've got to see what happens in two to three weeks and that. We're also waiting to see right now about what's happened the past two to three weeks in the other states in the country that have opened ahead of us. So if there's going to be any turnaround there, that's going to happen now in the next couple of weeks. So it's, it's, going to, it's like a leapfrog kind of thing. Oh, I yeah, heard, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, the last thing I'll say on this is, I, you know, your original question is you think it's going to happen. I don't see it happen. I, don't, I don't, mm-hmm. definitely don't see full arenas. What I was going to say is I would definitely think that maybe by the conference finals and the Stanley Cup finals, if things keep open the way they do, they might, they might let in certain percentage of fans Mm -hmm. i could see that happening because i think that's what's going to happen in uh because the restaurants are going to open up they're going to be able to open up to you know half capacity so they're those small models are going to be the first models that are going to roll out right Mm -hmm. so if there's success in that it's just i you know 
where do you where do you get to two hundred and fifty to three hundred, you know, five hundred to a thousand people? Even that alone, you've got to reach those benchmarks first here on a small level before they would even consider. You know, it takes how many thousands of people just to open up Madison Square Garden and security and you know the police force and all that other stuff. So um, I would say, you know, maybe. <laughs> What else could we say, yeah. right, Kev? Yeah, no, absolutely. Hopefully. Yeah, no, I was just looking. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I was just looking for, uh, you know, us to sort of have a little bit of a discussion. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you're seeing certain things open. Like you said, once you see people get into restaurants, um, you know, I know that they had made some uh, announcements with, like, Universal Studios and Disney World. And, you know, we're seeing how those openings happen. And, uh you know, it would be interesting. And, hey, look, my hope is that they can get fans in the arenas. And, and only because that means that uh, things are trending real well with the virus and uh, everything else. Because if, if, you know, the league feels comfortable enough to put fans in the arenas, you know, good things happening across this country um, as far as everyone, you know, getting better, the virus, um, you know, not having as much of an impact. So, um you know, let's all hope and pray that that's something that we do see down the road. Even if they, you know, it would be great <laughs> if they like, um, they, let's say they said, uh, all right, well, we're going to let uh, 50 fans in. Right. And they have a competition and it's like maybe 50, 50 fans from each side. Right. And they and just they have to be like the worst, you know, in terms of like, uh, you know, uh, egging the guys on. You know, uh, just to have drive the players crazy, you know, just uh, trash talk and all that other stuff. And, that's, and then have them at either side of the arena, right? And just hear the, the silence in the arena and just hear them, like, you know, just going at each other from across the arena would be a blast. And, and maybe one guy in the stands, you know, just going. <laughs> you know, just, uh, it would be like it would be like in, uh, like, baseball when they have, like, the, the long rain delays and, like, 15 people stay. Yeah. When they, like, restart it, you just hear, like, the one guy, exactly. like, yelling at the players, like, Piazza, you suck. Yes. You know, you just hear the one guy. <laughs> you know, this one guy, oh, come on, Panera. <laughs> We should we should see if they can get us to do the podcast from there, and then we'll be the two guys in, in the uh, in the stadium. Well, like I said, man, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get there. Hopefully we get games. I mean, that's just going to be the fun thing. And and for all of us, as this move forward, the next thing will be, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's probably going to be a lot of players now going to come out one way or the other in terms of just you know mm-hmm. checking in and touching base and. Um, you know, the fact that now we know the teams and the players uh, who are going to be involved with this, uh, they know that, you know, I would imagine, you know, granted, I, you know, you can't speak for anybody as far as, you know, uh, you have a family, kids and all that other stuff. You know, I mean, uh, Ovechkin just had another boy there the other day. I mean, those guys are going to have to make those decisions when the time comes one way or the other. I have a feeling most of those guys are going to, you know, they're going to go and play. They've done this before. This has been their whole life. They've been traveling. They've been away from their families. It's part of being in sports. Uh, Again, this is going to be a condensed uh, sort of a schedule here, you know, as far as, you know, putting these tournaments on and the games. You're talking, you know, uh, what is it going to be, 30 days if they actually start getting the games going and everything else. So it'll be a small uh, percentage of time. They've obviously had the last three months with their families and everything else. I'm, again, I'm not speaking for anybody. I'm just trying to if, – if you're looking at ways to, to see where this is going to go forward from the announcement yesterday and the stuff that uh, Donald Fear was talking about, this is what's going to play out here in the next couple of weeks. And we as fans, like I said, can have fun like this and, and start talking about it and looking at scenarios and, and 
we're going to need these guys now to start coming out, and, and we'll be looking for more press conferences. And, and again, as fans of this game, uh, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, this means nothing as, as far as just us getting back to normal life in general. And dear Lord, I want the kids to go back to school in the fall, you know? <laughs> so uh, absolutely, this is, all, this is all part of hopefully everything turning the corner here, especially in the States. Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Get these kids back to school and away from me. Um, <laughs> I can't stand them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, look, we. Uh, I'd be surprised. I, I would be. I'd be surprised if there aren't some players who don't want to play. I would be. I really would be surprised. I, I, there's no way they can't. aren't going to be a couple of players. It's just like, look, I don't feel comfortable. It's not worth the risk to me. You know, call me when you start next season. And, you know, the league is going to either have to say, we're going to allow that to happen. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know what else they could do. I mean, I, I don't know if you, I mean, can you find like a player? You know, I mean, and look, that's going to be a, I think that's going to be the main discussion. Look, I hope nobody comes out and they don't have to, and says that and they're not going to have to deal with it. But I, I just can't imagine that there aren't going to be a few players that have some type of trepidation. Um, with wanting to come back. Yeah, no, I feel the league itself would be doing damage if they were to take that type of... Um, oh, yeah, they can't do it. They can't sort of, you know, rule with an iron fist and be like, you're playing or, you know, you're getting fined or whatever it is. They'll, whatever they have to do, expand the roster and say, look, if you don't feel comfortable playing, then you don't have to play. But, you know... You, you just you hope that doesn't open any type of you know can of worms within other places. Like yeah, you know what? If, if they're not going to be able to play and still get paid, and maybe it isn't worth it to me to if I'm going to get my full salary or however they work it out. You know, you just hope it doesn't go the other way real real quick. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that to me is going to be the major um, sticking point going forward. Hopefully, it's not an issue, but I could see that being the one issue that really holds this thing up. And here's why it may not be an issue right now, because of the timing that they're doing this. If this was like mm -hmm. something that they tried to, you know, maybe do like a month ago or something, right? Different story. Because it, it is, it's going in a different direction, and there's some time here. So, we got a full month of June coming up, and then like I said, it wouldn't be until the middle of July before any of these guys have to make that decision to really come out. And that's, like I said, it, that's almost, you know, whatever it is, 45 days. And a lot can happen in that time as far as where, you know, the medical side of things are right now. So in certain places, in most places, it's it's on a good path. Um, and we'll just, all we can do, Katie, is just wait and see. But I think as far as answering that question, it might be easier for these guys in 40 days to decide, okay, we're all right. It looks like, you know, and they'll have more testing in place. They'll have, uh, you know, a better plan. Uh, the logistics will be more involved, and they'll be able to see what happens. And if anything goes south between now and then, then it's not going to matter because they're just not going to play it. And they that's that's the other thing in, in, in the article today with fear. They actually have just agreed on this first thing. And everything else as far as going forward, players committing, and everything else – they have to reach the other stages. And that's what, from what I understand from this column today and from what Fear said in the interview, that he was almost like saying, hey, look, don't get too excited because this is just an announcement. 
and we're not even there yet. But screw it. Let's have some fun and, and hope it all happens. And you know, this way, you know, I get to talk to you again, Kevin. You know, because it just hasn't been the same <laughs> without you these last couple of weeks. I've definitely been missing you, Paulie. My life has definitely had a little. No, you little... haven't. I got no text. I got no. You went and made up that whole Fox Ranger playoff thing, and you, what? You have some major announcement tomorrow. You don't miss me. You just. Oh yeah, I'll I'll break that playoffs. now. I'll I'll do a, a an announcement. I'll break the news right now. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> That's the announcement. It's did over. You get we to got the finals. I did. The Rangers have made it to the Stanley Cup final against uh, Matt Zuccarello in the uh, Minnesota Wild. But that's it. We're not going to have a winner. Yeah, no. You brought everybody this far. And you're going to do that. I mean, I wouldn't say Well, you know what I was going to do? Hold on. I wouldn't wouldn't say everybody. (laughs) I know. There's like five people. Um, What I what I was gonna do, like the ending I was gonna have was I was gonna have, you know, game seven, you know, the Rangers are up like twenty to nothing going into the third period, and I was gonna have a, a mysterious virus take over and the league shut down before the Rangers were able to win get the Stanley Cup. Wow. Where did you get that idea? <laughs> there you go. Guy I just feel like if, if I were to award them a Stanley Cup, it would be sort of be like a jinx or something. So I'm just gonna, uh, I'm gonna make an announcement tomorrow that the um, some type of announcement why they had to shut it down. But uh, I'm not going. I'm not making up anyway. I've done enough of these recaps. I've got. I, I even had your brother Sean like tweeting me like, "Dude, you're losing your mind with these things." <laughs> well, it's great to have you back here tonight, buddy. Great talking hockey again. Yeah, it is good, you know, and I, I mentioned that, you know, the reason why they want to do sort of in a run, and, and it really does, it does help you sort of mentally to just be doing this. It really does. I mean, I, I don't think you can, uh, you know, underestimate, you know, what this type of thing can actually do for people mentally. Because, uh, you know, like you said, we're, in, you know, we're lucky enough to be in uh, good spots where we're, you know, working and you know, we know is sick, but there's people having a tough time out there. You know, and you're seeing that, uh, you know, there's increases in suicide, um, substance abuse, and um, that kind of thing. And, that, you know, there's, you know, while we're all trying to do the right thing, uh, you know, with this virus, there are some negatives to, to quarantining and and uh, socially distance and, and that kind of, of, of stuff where, um, you know, some people get, get real isolated from the rest of the world. So I, I think that just... You know, us having this conversation, look, it helps. It does. It helps me. Um, I hope it's helping you and and, uh, helps our listeners just, you know, get away from, you know, the mundane things that they've been doing, uh, you know, on Netflix. And, you know, I just tonight, actually, before the podcast, we just finished uh, episode nine of Star Wars. My middle daughter wanted to watch Star Wars. So, like, literally over the last, like, two weeks, we've watched every episode of Star Wars. Uh, culminating with Rise of Skywalker tonight. And, you know, I'm getting sick of movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's good to get away from things and, and you know, talk to you about hockey. And, and, and it does. It, it, I could even feel, you know, a little bit of a, of an uplift in my in my spirit right now, Paulie, because you do that to me. And, um, you know, it's it's it's, it's good. It, it, it really is. And I think as, you know, hockey comes back and, you know, I'm assuming there's going to be an NFL season and the NBA will figure something out and that baseball will eventually come back. And 
Disney World is opening and, you know, all this stuff. And, and, and hopefully it'll put everybody in a good frame of mind and, and uh, you know, we can get back to, uh, you know, fighting, you know, about regular stuff on Twitter instead of, uh, you know, whether we should wear a mask or not. <laughs> Sounds good to me, buddy. Well, look, man, this has been a blast uh, getting back on the air with you, man. Like I said, there's nothing better than just kind of, you know, you know, more than anything, like I said today, it's something new to talk about. I totally get what you were saying. Like I said, you know, we could, uh, you know, I was kind of disappointed. I didn't want to talk about the '94 Rangers, but you you dropped the ball on that. So what am I going to do? I have to move <laughs> on. But no, this is good, man. It's fun, um, and we'll see what these guys do. And and we'll, every week we'll just kind of pay attention to what's going on, and uh, we'll uh, get ready. Hopefully, like I said, we're going to have some puck dropping here in, in the next couple of months. And in the meantime, like I said, it'll be a lot of fun seeing these players come back out, coaching, and and everything else. So, again, it's it's all part of moving forward. So uh, uh, I'm psyched, and like I said, glad to, uh, to fire things up. And to everybody out there who tuned in tonight, we really appreciate it. And on the archives, uh, we're back, and we're looking forward to talking hockey again. So once again, thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in to Gold Rangers Radio. We really appreciate it. And KD, say goodnight to the folks, buddy, like old times. Night, folks. That's right. Night, folks.